Welcome to On the Side with Jackie London, a BS-free podcast where we're talking all things food, nutrition, and wellness to help you build healthier habits that stick. As a registered dietitian, author, journalist, and former clinician turned content creator, I've heard and seen it all. Join me each week as I debunk diet myths, explore the latest wellness trends, and answer all of your pressing listener questions. Plus, we'll hear from a guest who will kick off each interview weekly with a soup-to-nuts rundown and, okay, sometimes analysis of what they're eating, cooking, ordering in, or where they're dining out with tons of delicious ideas, lots of laughs, and plenty of pro tips in between. The one thing I can actually guarantee, I'll serve up tangible, actionable strategies to help you apply the science behind what works to what works best for you. Hey everyone, welcome back to an early release edition of On the Side with Jackie London. Happy almost Thanksgiving listeners. I just wanted to say thank you for listening and thanks for being here and a part of this community. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it and and your support and being on this whole journey with me. Have a wonderful holiday and I hope you enjoy and get to eat all of your delicious, absolute favorite Thanksgiving foods. My personal one is pumpkin pie, which you might actually already know if you were to check out Monday's survival guide. Have you listened yet? What do you think? Have a listen, rate, leave a review, and tell me what you think of the Holiday Survival Guide. That is my holiday gift to you listeners, which is a free kind of soup to nuts rundown of approaching the holiday season, approaching a big holiday meal or event. So that's why it was important for me to get this content out into the world early this week so that you feel ready to go. Let's fucking go into Thanksgiving. You have boundaries and you're not afraid to use them. Okay. All right. So today's guest is awesome. And I think that you're going to find this episode to be a blast. I had the opportunity to interview Todd Tillman way back when in June. It was actually, I think, the first interview I did for this podcast. But I thought, you know, Todd and his wife, Brooke, who just published this this memoir this year, Every Little Win, they have eight kids. And that really got me thinking, I mean, what? That's like Thanksgiving with an entire football team. Am I right? I mean, that's kind of like, I don't know. I, I can't even, I can't, I already am just thinking back to, if you if you guys haven't listened yet to the Doug Champion episode, I'm thinking back to the fact that I referred to basketball as having halves and not quarters. I, I'm, I'm already too embarrassed by that. I'm not going to make any more sports analogies for now. How about that? How about that in uh, the, for the rest of 2021? Okay, in general, this episode, you're going to love it. Todd actually shares his general sort of pregame strategy and routine, what he goes through before he performs, what foods he avoids, what he always eats, how he prepared the day of his audition for The Voice, and the backstage snacks that he stocked up on from the set. I really pushed him on that one. <laughs> I'm sorry, Todd, if you're listening. I really pushed him on that. And he also gave us a little bit of tea on what's actually in Blake Shelton's cup. And also, Blake, if you're listening... Hi, come join us on the side with Jackie London. I know you're going to love this one, and I would definitely recommend checking out Every Little Win. Please make sure you're subscribed to the show and leave a review if you have the chance. I would be so absolutely grateful. Again, thanks for your support. Thanks for being here. I can't wait to hear what you think of today's episode. All right, enjoy Todd Tillman. Todd. Welcome to the On the Side podcast. 
I'm so excited to have you here. I am so excited to talk about the book, the amazing career that you've had, the amazing transformation that you've had. I know you've had a number of transformations recently. I mean, from moving to, I want to talk about your weight loss journey. I want to talk about everything that's happened to Todd since, well, since birth, but I mean, we don't have all day. So (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say it's a lot. Most of it's really boring, but it's a lot. (laughs) Let's start with the past couple of years. Give us a snapshot into grocery shopping with the Tillmans. I mean, Todd and Brooke have eight kids, right? And and you guys have got to check out this book because it is an incredible story. And I do I do want to hear about everything, but I was just making some notes to myself before we got started. And I, I thought, okay, so so you're grocery shopping for 10 that, and at mm-hmm. minimum. Well, not now. Our oldest is out of the house, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow. So what is it like? What's it like to go to the supermarket? Who's shopping? Who's doing the food shopping in your house? How are you getting that done? What are you ordering online? Tell me everything. Start from the beginning. <laughs> okay. Well, it's it's not it's not as interesting as you may think. Uh <laughs> we um so basically from the beginning of of our family, I have always done the grocery shopping and the cooking in our household and and I, even now, I'm, my presence in the household is a little more sporadic than it used to be. Uh, but I still, when I'm here, I kind of, uh, you know, handle all that. And so the first rule that I have grocery shopping, and sometimes I have to break this for my wife just because I don't want her to be angry and, and you know, divorce me. Um, <laughs> it, but my, my first rule is just I go alone. Uh, it is yeah. insane. To, first of all, just the chaos of it. And second of all, I have a plan, you know, right. <laughs> when you have a strategy. Go with you, yeah, when they <laughs> go with you, they're like pulling boxes off and, and grabbing things. I'm like, no, stop. And then secondly, you know, that I've said a million times, like groceries and really just financially all around. That's really the harder part of having a large family. Yeah. The rest of it, a lot of people wouldn't understand unless you lived in it, I guess. It's actually kind of easier to have a large family because the kids sort of entertain one another and we're not, right. we're not always having to make sure they have something to do or something on YouTube or whatever they <laughs> like, you know? And so, uh, but I'm going to tell you the truth and you, God, you may scold me for saying this uh, because of who you are. But Definitely not. With, with our family being so big, we buy lots of rice and noodles. <laughs> I love that. I love we, that. Yeah, Staples. It's a filler. Like we can, I can yeah. feed all of our kids with a, with a little bit of meat and a whole lot of rice and noodles, you know, I love that. from start to finish, even when I'm, when I'm checking out and bagging and loading into my truck from start to finish, I really like to just be alone. I know. I, I, yeah, I'm I totally with you on this. I'm totally yeah. with you on this. It's a solo activity. It's, it it really requires is. a lot of focus. <laughs> Yeah. And I line things up on I line things up on the belt like this is produce, this is you know cold food. And, right. You know, I've like, like color coded and, the belt. I've like I'm like yeah, here go here's all the yellow things. I'm kind of like that, yeah. <laughs> and then you know, and then when you're loading it into the truck, I, I appreciate y'all trying to help me, but please stop because right. I have a system and you are driving me insane. Do not help me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's my. That's my really embarrassing uh, grocery routine. (laughs) That's a fantastic grocery routine. I got to say, I really feel like, so first of all, I feel like there's a lot we can do 
in the rice and noodle section. Have you tried any of these like, I mean, maybe this is a little too far, but have you ever tried uh, frozen, like something like some of these frozen cauliflower rice, like um, like Green Giant yeah, makes yeah. those? Because you can mix that into rice and then yeah. you've got some vegetables in with the rice and then it's like still the whole thing in the same flavor and no oh, one will know that. the difference. Yeah, I hate cauliflower stuff because I can't do, I'll eat brown rice, you know, but I can't do like rice, rice. Like, you know, I just, I'm, I literally am genetically predisposed to be obese, you know? And so I just have to kind of watch how I do things. Yeah, you know? it's so interesting. So what I really appreciated, first of all, is that in the book that you made mention of the experience of, I just, there was no big ramping up of anything. I just thought one day I woke up and thought, yeah. I'm going to start to change my eating habits. What was that? What was that like? Tell me about what the process was like. That's, it right. gets. That's really what happened. You know, the real truth is in my life. And I, when I say this, I please in all of these podcasts, whatever I'm talking about, I'm really sort of, I try to be as self-aware as possible. I mean, I don't know, you yeah. know, if there's like a, a system yeah. or what I don't know there there have and so when I said that I, what I'm saying is I'm not trying to get any pity I'm just right, being honest right. like there have been times or before yeah. that people I loved very much told me that I was too fat you know but that still didn't yeah click you yeah. know what I mean uh but one day honestly I, I feel like an episode of Seinfeld nothing happened right. you know uh, <laughs> I just was like holy crap I'm too fat and so I didn't even weigh myself until about two weeks in. Mm. And at that, at that time I weighed 310 pounds. Wow. Uh, so I don't know how much I lost in that time. It could have been five pounds. It could have been 20. Right. I don't know. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> uh, but I weighed 310 then, but yeah, I just, honestly, I think I was just, and this still happens to me mm -hmm. from time to time in, in my weight and physical being, but also in other ways, I think I was just fed up with myself and kind of disgusted with my own self and not just the way I looked. Yeah but who I was like the whole mentality of everything. I mean, cause I was full on addicted like to food. Mm -hmm. And so I just had to, I don't know. I just had to stop. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what were some of the things that, that shifted a little bit for you um, with food when it comes to, to what the food choices looked like in a given day? Okay. Yeah. Now this was a journey, mm -hmm. like a real evolution for me. So in the beginning, if, if anyone's listening to me, <laughs> please do not do what I did uh, in the very okay. beginning. Like in the very, very beginning, I had this insanely low calorie yeah. budget that I gave myself. It was like 1500 calories or something, you know? I mean, for me, I'm six one. And so um, what I did in the very beginning was I literally threw caution to the wind as far as what I was mm -hmm. eating as long as I fell under that budget and that is not very good because I was doing things like I, I mean I would have a Twinkie right you know but I was like I stayed under my calorie right. budget but I wasn't very healthy yeah. and so I ultimately got down I mean it's, I can find photos man I ultimately got down to like 178 or something wow. like that which was insanely yeah. low really, yeah. for me. The BMI tells me I'm wrong for this, but I want to, and so I don't know, not, not the music agency. I mean, the body <laughs> math index. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm also a member of BMI. So there you go. Exactly. Music. It's multiple BMIs. <laughs> they mean, it means a lot of things now. It's well, 2021. BMIs, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so um, I just try to hover around 200. Yeah. Like I try my, what I want to be is 
around 200 pounds, give or take five pounds or so, you know? So that's what I did in the beginning. It's really, you know, what's really interesting about that is that I know, I know you said, you know, what you were saying is, is not feeling like you would ever recommend this to someone or feel like you would recommend this to a friend. But I, what I appreciate about that is that, you know, you had this sort of decision-making moment and then you essentially did something that a lot of different types of weight management programs, commercial weight loss programs, or various systems or frameworks, or even apps is that you gave yourself this mini structure. You were just sort of reframing how you were going to make this happen. And I feel like, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that in and of itself, just by giving yourself that sort of structure that gave you the framework upon which to kind of build how you're going to make this actually work for you. How are you going to make this actually more nutritious and actually fuel yourself without having to count the calories? Because once you knew what you were planning on doing or what it looked like or what it felt like. I almost feel like that's what it ultimately becomes about is like, what does this feel like? Okay. Now I got to make adjustments. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's what I did over time. Yeah. Yeah. It ultimately became more about personal wholeness. I think a lot of people say things like everyone is beautiful. And I actually agree with that. I'm not against that. Uh, But is that really what you want? Is that your, is that your end game just to be beautiful? I mean, I want to, don't you want to be whole, you know, like fully whole. And so that it it kind of over time became more about that. That really, really speaks to me. I actually, it's funny that you say that because I actually pulled this quote out from the book through my journey. I've learned that life is not just about being healthy. It's about being whole. And I, I honestly, like I had to read that a few times because I really felt like, yes, like it's not just about the perfect picture of healthy weight loss, wellness, which is another, you know, super buzzy way of talking about personal wholeness. I think, I think that's really what we're trying to get at when we talk about wellness. You know, the other thing that I loved about the book, and I was hoping that you would say a little bit more about this is how you mentioned that once you started, uh, this sort of path to healthier eating habits, you wound up doing certain things that you just weren't as accustomed to doing, like being out in nature. You you talked a little bit about what it was yeah. like to start doing more of these outdoor things. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. Oh man, you know, I when I was a kid, I would say, as a matter of fact, I can sort of pinpoint it was between the ages of 11 and 13 because we lived in a small town, a smaller town than the one I moved from. Actually, right now I live in the smallest town I've ever lived in, in my whole life. I think the population of our town is like 290 wow. people or something like that. So I am... Um, I just, I grew fond of nature and just being out there at that time in my life. And frankly, I mean, I got, we we moved to Meridian uh, and little by little, I mean, of course it didn't just happen overnight, but um, I got really overweight. I I was full on, like I had to hold my breath to tie my yeah, shoes, kind of, yeah. you know, uh, I just couldn't. Right. I mean, and even if I did you feel like such a loser. You know, you're out there and you feel like, man, I can't even get up this hill without feeling like I'm going to die. But after, man, oh my gosh. uh, And and in the process, I say after, as if it's not an ongoing process. Yeah, I love that (laughs) point. That's a great point. uh, Yeah. yeah, I keep telling everybody, I'm going to pick an age where I just say, screw it and eat everything I want. You know, I don't know. (laughs) You know, uh, but um, I, oh man, I really got back into taking trips to go hiking and, oh, I mean, I love that. I love like kayaking mm. and I would, 
I would go out by myself or now and then with friends. And I'm not like a, a total introvert. Yeah, yeah. I have friends. And so I, I do like to be alone. Now, it's I, a balance. I think it's our family size. Yeah, I, I do crave yeah. solitude. Uh, I do. Uh, but also, I would go with my friends. We, we And I still do now. I, it's Now life is a little busier, so it's not as much that I'm so big I can't do right. it. I'm just, I, it's hard right. to time, you know. And you feel so fully yourself. Totally true. So true. Yeah. That context really spoke to me when I read that because I just thought, yeah, I mean, that's what it means to be whole is to like (laughs) really think about what's actually meaningful or get some time to go be by yourself or get some time to go do the things that you like doing with your friends. All of those things are options, but like yeah. that it's, I, I just liked it so much because I think a lot of the time, so many of us get caught up in, you know, you hear a story about weight loss or you hear a story about well-being of any kind. And it's, you know, there's this word that, that comes up a lot, which is journey, right? Like it's a journey and yeah, it's a journey, but where are you going? You know, what right, right. <laughs> right. Like, I, sure. Like, I get it. I get it. If if the word journey is helps give the framework of a duration of time or a period of time where you're doing something more specific. But, you know, I like the idea of it really meaning a little bit more of what it means to me to be a whole person today. Right. Because tomorrow yeah. might be different and that's OK, too. It's just it's more of a yeah. dynamic right. thing than than a place. Right. I would say if you're, especially like weight loss and stuff, and this is from my perspective, mm-hmm. I don't want to, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I hate the idea of like this blanket statement kind of thing, yeah. but so this is totally from my perspective, but if you are on the weight loss end of it, if you're doing that because you want to be perceived a certain way, you're not going to get like the perception from the world that, oh my God, look how sexy you are. Exactly. <laughs> right. Because you're still you, know? you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you felt sexy at one weight, you're going to feel sexy at the other weight too, because yeah, it's yeah. not going to change who you really like your true character. Absolutely. And you do have to fix your brain because you'll get, you can get to this place. My, my wife has tried herself to diagnose mm-hmm. me with body dysmorphia. <laughs> Because you get to this place where it's not, not nothing's good enough, and nothing's yeah, you know, yeah. Like right now, right now, I got a lot of work to do right now, right. you know, and so I'm I'm having to figure that out, you know. Yeah. So speaking of that, the thing that I was dying to hear more about when you when I was watching some of the clips from the winning season of The Voice, yes. you you went to audition in L.A. and mm-hmm. then. It was the pandemic or, and then everything shut down and you were doing it all from home. Is that how, is that the sequence? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like the way the show works and honestly, full disclosure, I don't know if they ever, ever like revealed this to the world mm. until they had to yeah. on our season. The way the show works is your blind audition as well as your battle and knockout rounds mm. are pre-taped. And then in a normal circumstance, as the battle and knockout rounds are wrapping up airing, mm-hmm. then those ones of us who made live shows would be returning wow. for, the live, for the live show. Wow. But in my circumstance, yeah. uh, what happened was our season aired, actually was the first blind audition of the season. Yeah. Our season aired like February 24th or something like yeah. that. And then the whole everything shut down like March. And so we were supposed to go back in April because we already knew 
that we had made the live the live rounds, you know. Yeah. Um, but then everything shut down, and so they just the production man. I gotta say, it's they amazing. came through, buddy. That's you know? amazing. So did they come? Did they come to Mississippi? to your home or did you you recorded this yourself i was like is, oh, I, when i was watching i was like i wonder if that's todd's basement <laughs> uh no we did everything ourselves but not we weren't flying by the seat of our britches right. it was a production right. man but they they pulled it off that's really amazing Hey everyone, I'm Jackie London, host of the On the Side with Jackie London podcast, a BS-free safe space where we're talking all things food, nutrition, and wellness to help you build healthier habits that stick. As a registered dietitian, author, journalist, and former clinician turned content creator, I've heard and seen it all. On the Side with Jackie London is designed to deliver science-based information that's actually useful, relatable, and entertaining. Think of it as a hybrid of an interview podcast and a free nutrition counseling session delivered straight to your ears. I interview leaders in the food and beverage industry, health and wellness practitioners, business execs, and more to learn about what they're eating and how they're staying well. And I also answer listener questions like, should I try a juice cleanse? Or how do I start eating healthier when I'm always traveling for work? I serve up tangible, actionable strategies to help you apply the science behind what works to find what works best for you. Subscribe to the On the Side with Jackie Lennon podcast wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop every Thursday. So the thing that I think is is probably, and this this might just be my personal opinions really seeping into things here, but I the thing that is so noticeable about you when you're performing is how much you love it. I, I just really feel like there's no one that can watch you doing your thing and be like, oh, he doesn't really like it. He's bored. No one would ever say that. <laughs> you just oh, no, love, I it. Do love it. And yeah. you're so energized and you're so, and I love that you, like I was watching the audition the other day and I was just like, I was ready to cry. Like I just, <laughs> Oh, I was so like, pumped. I was so pumped, you know, because <laughs> I'm like, look, you know, in my in my view of it, they have all of these really well, not not all of them, because I, I don't want any of my friends from the show to get mad at right. me, you know, not all of them, but most of them. And when I say most, I mean, the vast majority, they got all of these really experienced, like active in the music yeah. world. People yeah. and then a lot of them are really like young and beautiful right. and they can sing. And literally, out of all of those things, all I had is I can sing. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally all I had, you know. And so I, I was older, uh, you know, yeah. I have no idea about performing or being in the music world. I, I do now, I've sort of been through a baptism by fire over the last year, but oh my gosh, you know, there's only so many moments like that, and yeah. arguably going on the voice is is the ultimate moment of that what was the day like leading up to the uh, okay we're going on stage this is actually oh. happening what like what's the self-talk first of all and of course you got to share was there a pre-game snack what do you eat before oh. you went on i got to know that too but okay. <laughs> walk us uh, through the day what was the day like day of the audition right. this is this is one of those times i said i might get in trouble because i didn't eat anything. I I can't. Uh, I get that. I do get that. I know, totally get it. When you're nervous, uh, I know. I know. No, but I will say the show is so good to us. <laughs> this is the real truth. <laughs> Before <laughs> I did have the presence of mind to 
load my pack up with some of the snacks. Oh, they good have. for you. Good for you. You've got to get those <laughs> like, snacks. You know, they, I love they it. They have like little crackers and different things. And so I love granola bars. With, we got like yeah, some nature Valley. Bar. We got oh, some yeah. nature Valley. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, they had those and they'll have like the little, um, the little packs of like trail mix kind of stuff, you know, fruit and yeah. nuts and stuff. And so I did have the presence of mind to like load my pack up with a few of those things. <laughs> but mentally that day was honestly, I mean, I, as you, I imagine, can imagine it, that day yeah. was brutal, man, mentally, you know, and I don't want to put myself in a special category. I really don't. But so I'm literally t- speaking totally from my own Place. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I feel like other people who are on the show and other people who are on yeah. my season may have mm. been in the same place that I was. And so I don't right. want to speak as if I'm like more important than them. I'm telling you, I do joke and say I might have had a midlife crisis. I don't know. Mm. I, but I was at a place where something had to change. And so a lot was riding on it for me. And right. so I was thinking, man, if these guys don't turn their chairs, I mean, it's not, you know, it's, you can't complain because it's this huge thing that no one gets to do, but it would right. be really disappointing, you know, uh, because now it's sort of like, I guess now I'll have to go back and, you know, look at being a real estate agent or, you know, whatever I was other things. And so that was, it was kind of brutal. I mean, I did drink like, you know, the whole like cliche, I drank. I was going to ask you about this. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, so this is what I want to know. So are any of these cliche, like what singers should drink and eat before they go on stage? Yeah. Are any of these things really true or really not true for you? And which ones? Okay. This is what I'll <laughs> tell you. The things that I have found in, and it may just be mental. I don't know, but yeah. I have, I did notice, um, yeah. a difference. There's a handful of things. Uh, I do not eat a whole lot of dairy because it yeah. gets all the, you know, mucus and stuff going. So that, that, I again, it might be mental, but in my experience, I've found that to be true. I do not drink cold water ever. I've heard uh, that one. I, I've heard you know, that. I don't one. ever drink cold water unless like I'm, I'm leaving today to head to Tishomingo, Oklahoma to do a mm-hmm. show tomorrow. And you can ask my, my guitar players with me all the time. When we stop at the gas station, I might get cold water if I have to, but I search that place down for room to get water before I buy a cold water, you know? So I don't drink cold water. Uh, you guys have any on the heater? Yeah, any I of mean, these I in the back? Right. Now and then they do have it like out on the shelf or something, you know? Right, and also I'm right. not a, and you may scold me for this one. I'm not a water snob. I tell people now, like, if they say, what do you need when you show up? I'm like, if you have a tap that I can fill my water bottle up with, I'm fine. <laughs> He's not a diva, everyone. So that a couple of things I noticed helped because I asked, you know, I, 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 the vocal coach, they have people that help you on the show, you know, and she was backstage. And, and so and I want to say every opportunity I get to shout her out, her name's Trelawney. That's awesome. Uh, she was probably top three th- best things that happened to me on that show. She was like a real calming presence and you really need that you know she's the one that like really makes you believe that everything's going to be okay no matter what you know (laughs) and you really kind of believe her when she says it uh but i asked her and she said uh, because i would when i get nervous and forgive me for being gross here but like 
my mouth dries out and my arms start pouring. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah. totally normal. Yeah. Totally normal. That dry so she, mouth thing is like you do. So she told me to eat a couple of potato chips and the, I guess the oil. And so as far as a singing routine, I did notice that they that they helped. You know all those things. Potato chips, room temp water, some yeah. tea, a little bit of tea, yeah. any tea honey with honey. Yeah, like yeah. I like honey and and no dairy. And no dairy. I don't, Interesting. And a lot of people do different things. There, there are people who, who chew Sour Patch, you know? Uh, yeah, that, I'm so interested in that. that. I'm so interested in that point about, about the salt kind of like sparking that saliva yeah. production a little bit in the same way that Sour Patch would. I don't chew Sour Patch and stuff because number one, I'm usually, now I'm on and off the wagon and that's the truth, but I'm usually kind of conscious about that, that it's just straight sugar and, you know, and so, and also it's tons of calories and they're, totally empty and but also i love sour pouch i, I gotta be oh. honest sour i just called them sour oh, right. pouch i th- i love sour I love patch or sour though. pouch if they're if that exists uh, i do too i'm i'm a big fan on candy just because you know it's one of the most transparent things you can possibly yeah. eat there's a lot of garbage at the supermarket that's marketing to yeah. us all the time look how healthy i am look how wonderful this is Candy's just candy. It's just exactly yeah, who it wants right. to be. And do that. Every, <laughs> everyone right. And then you that. know. Like, right. I, I have so become like this. I, I, that's another reason I go to the grocery store by myself. But I forgot. I read everything that I'm going to be eating. But anyway, I, I, was, I said all that. To say I don't really choose Sour Patch, though, because it gives me this gooey saliva i hear that so i hear I that yeah i can't yeah right the potato chips one is such yeah. a good point and really i feel works. like i i often i do find myself often recommending potato chips for like these one-off kind of mm-hmm. random things like that like if you're susceptible to low blood pressure i'll be like have some potato chips because at least you'll get the right. salt that's like on the surface right into your system just from your tongue you know what? like it's yeah. weird stuff like that but a potato chip goes it a sure little long way it actually works and i was conscious enough that i didn't like open the bag and eat the whole bag or anything like that right because you don't want to be exhausted you know like you're probably thinking about that too but not that you could even be exhausted when you're about to go audition for the voice okay so every chair turns and what are you are you losing your mind i mean what is this you know what they prep you (laughs) they prep you and they say most people sort of black out and don't really remember but i do remember i remember (laughs) I mean, yeah. I'm not, I couldn't step you by second by second, but I remember my entire right. blind audition uh, fairly well. And wow. so, yeah, I just remember thinking, I cannot believe this is happening. Like in my mind, I really right. did have this presence of mind to say, holy crap, you know, all of these people yeah. just turned their chair for me, which means all of them are wanting me to be on their team. And, and right. that is, I mean, that doesn't happen to people, you know, that's certainly not me, you know, no. so I, I remember being, yeah, I was just over the moon. Wow. I mean, I'm just thinking about it now. I'm just like, oh my gosh. I just, I mean, what an unbelievable moment. So I'm sure that you get asked this a lot, which is what was the impetus behind the, all right, I'm going team Blake on this. I feel like there's probably a lot yeah. that goes like that's happening in the back of your mind in that moment. Yeah. You know, or through, or through that process. That is, that is the beauty of going on the voice as an old man. I didn't, (laughs) I was not very, uh, it it wasn't an impulsive thing. I wasn't trying to like 
I love Blake, let me say, uh, but, but I wasn't yeah. trying to just get on the team of my favorite celebrity or whatever. Right. I, right. I had right. a thought process. Behind it. You had a strategy. Yes, you did. Just like yeah, the grocery like, store. Uh, you had a strategy. Number one, yeah. if you pay attention to the voice, which in all honesty, I did not up until I knew I was going to be on it. And then I did like a bit of research. Right. You know? If you pay attention right, right. to the voice, the Blake Shelton fan base is very strong. Arguably, in my case, personally, it's not necessarily the yeah. best singer, but these people love Blake and they love his people. Oh my gosh. And yeah. so uh, yeah. that was part of it. And the second part of it was I felt like I would sort of be more at ease with Blake because yeah. he's really casual. Really? And me and him kind of have that in common. And that actually turned out to be true. Yeah. He's now when it's when it's work That's time, awesome. you work and he'll he gives you notes on your stuff and says, try it like this, maybe don't do that. Like for example. Like John Legend, oh my gosh, he scares the crap out of me. Yeah. You know, he, he's so right. particular. I know. And, you know, and so I'm right. like, I'm scared of that. <laughs> and so that's kind of the, yeah, I really did have a, a yeah. I, I had like this mental process. Yeah. That's such a good point. I really feel like, you know, the viewer in some ways, and by the viewer, I mean me in this case, but also probably I'm not alone in this, which is that we take it for granted a little bit that like there is just as when you're choosing a colleague to do a project with, or if you want to ask someone's opinion on something at work, like that really, really matters how you go about that thought process. And you really only get that a little bit with yeah. age, like with, with actual yeah. experience, you know, like, so that makes total sense. I, I never really thought of it like that. Although I know that, you know, there's, there's lots of different contestants that you'll hear like sort of weighing why they think they should do one thing or the other, but that's such a perfect yeah. perspective. It's like, you just wanted someone who would really meet you where you are and help that's you get right. to where you want to go. Right. You know, there's a lot of different sections in the show and should you make it to the live shows there are going to be those rounds where the person with the top votes per team goes through and so nick jonas's right. demographic is not going to vote for me you know his right. top vote getter is going to yeah. be someone else yeah. you know and so I, li I literally just sort of thought that now right. i gotta say kelly clarkson was a close second choice though but more right. because two reasons number one she sings a lot more like I do because I'm kind of a belter. And number two, we didn't know anything about COVID and all the things at the time. And I thought, man, that would be a killer duet. And if I make it that far, I would get to duet with my coach and me and Kelly could kill it, you know. So but so she was a really close second, you know. Wow. Wow. So did you ever have the chance to do any of this work with, you know, when you would kind of share what you had been working on with Blake? Like, did you ever have the opportunity to do that in person or this was fully uh, virtual? We, we had like my, my battle partner, who's all, actually a, a good friend of mine. I, me and him actually talk all the time now with John Mullen. Yeah. When, when me and John did our battle, we had, we had face-to-face -face interaction in person. Yeah. And then my, another really good friend, actually we're texting right now about maybe planning some shows together is cam spinks and he was my knockout partner um we had face-to-face -face awesome. sort of interaction me and cam did uh but let me say though for me as far as coach interaction goes it felt more personal 
virtual. Yeah, I I totally get that. I totally, I really, I have had a very similar experience through this this whole year and a half. I really feel like certain things were actually meant to be this way in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Because when you're there, man, there's, you know, that, I mean, The Voice is a huge production. So there's hundreds of people doing what they're hired to do everywhere. Right. And then not only that, you know, there's one of them is hired to run a camera that's like on a boom or something it's kind of right. whooping around your head and, and right. so and then there are people up here in the where the audience normally sits and they've all got their laptops out and they're clicking away and wow. and so when yeah. you're virtual all of those people are on the call but you right. only see your coach that's the only that's awesome and so yeah, yeah I, I felt like it was a little more personal did he have any snacks too you know i have to ask about that so <laughs> blake uh, you know I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything that's going to get me in trouble. Uh, there's always this running joke, even on the air about what's, what's yeah. in Blake's cup. Uh, while he's that is hilarious. That's I'm hilarious. Gonna, yeah. I'm going to say though, I hugged Blake 10 times. I never did smell anything on him. I right. think he was drinking water, you know, <laughs> it's just room temperature water. Uh, you know, the jig is up. <laughs> I mean, maybe not, maybe not. Uh, but I don't remember them having anything now, you know, in, in all honesty on the show, in person there um now i think they had some food when i won what, yeah. which was cool i got to meet gwen because they they click yeah. us off the show but then i'm still on with blake uh, like That's the show amazing. you're seeing the credits and the show's going yeah. off but i got to meet gwen which i thought was really cool uh, That's awesome. i kept wanting to ask you know but i'm like right. so weird like <laughs> right uh, you know I'm I like I, I just want to meet her yeah I just so i got know. to meet gwen uh, i mean virtually awesome. which was cool yeah. but you could tell they had food around the house and stuff. yeah but uh, on the show, when you're in person, you really, it's really a very, it's good. It's, I don't have a complaint, but it's right. a very, it's sort of a sterile professional environment when you're there with your coach. Totally. You know? It's like, it's and true so, work. And, yeah. and it feels like the whole shift in how we work now mm -hmm. has made it that like, okay, so you're at work. If you were there in LA, it would have been like, you're at work and now yep. we're leaving and everyone's leaving. And because it was virtual, it almost got to feel a little bit more. Yeah. unique and intimate. That's so awesome. Yeah. I really feel like what a special, what is very strange and bizarre time to also have a really meaningful experience like That's that. Right. But you hey, know? I will say to add to all that, I still love people and being a person with people. I and know. I'm loving that that's coming back. Uh, I, I do too. I've done a couple of in-studio things. I'm like, oh, at, like interviews and stuff. I'm like, oh my God, I love this. <laughs> I know. It's like, God, we've really missed this. Yeah, like, it's really yeah. amazing. Let's get to a quick listener question. Okay, guys, today's question is, I've just been diagnosed with IBS, that's irritable bowel syndrome, and I have no idea what to eat. Any advice would be welcome and encouraged. Thanks. Hey, all right, my specialty, you guys, I would consider myself, you know, I like to call myself GI Jackie. I feel like that's kind of both badass sounding, but also a reality. So irritable bowel syndrome is is really a cluster of symptoms that range from the mild, like gas and bloating, to really severe gas and bloating, and also nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, prolonged periods of constipation, and any combination therein, which is honestly unpleasant at best. Um, it can take a little bit of trial and error to find your personal specific symptom triggering foods. And I'm seeing a lot of substantial research that supports something called a low FODMAP diet for the treatment of IBS and management. 
There's actually a 2016 study that showed patients on a low FODMAP diet reported a 50% improvement in symptoms within two weeks of the initial phase as compared to those on a traditional IBS diet, which as anyone who has ever, you know, uttered the words IBS has probably heard is really, really plain, very simple, and, you know, has been traditionally considered to be a lot lower in fiber, you know, kind of cycling through these periods where you can have a little bit more fiber versus less. So, you know, I definitely like this very much more hyper-specific, more personalized approach, which is in the form of a low FODMAP intervention. So what is it? It is honestly quite complicated, so I will do my best to give this a high-level treatment. But the eating plan basically has you eliminating foods that contain short-chain carbohydrates called FODMAPs. That's an acronym. They're fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols for about two months. These compounds are are in a wide range of foods, you know, and they're not they're not all that logical. Like when people talk about being gluten free or lactose free, you think like, okay, I have a clearer picture of what exactly that means. But in this case, that can mean anything from milk to apples to chickpeas and cashews. Those are some higher FODMAP foods. Again, this is for the treatment of IBS, guys. So just keep that in mind because this is really, you know, once you've received that kind of diagnosis, this would be what you want to do as part of or explore at the very least. And of course, talk to your physician before you start anything new like that. But it's really for, you know, finding what you are particularly susceptible to and what's being improperly absorbed in your small intestine, which is actually what's causing that discomfort or that kind of like abnormality of how you digest and absorb food. So that malabsorption is really what's causing that whole host of lovely symptoms, like the gas that is being created by fermentation of food in your GI tract or speedily drawing in water into your small intestine, which is causing diarrhea. So it really may depend on the specific type of FODMAP that you are personally reacting to. And, and I will say that menu planning can be tricky, but it's totally not impossible. I would definitely recommend working with a registered dietitian, an RD. You can find one in your area at eatright.org. But Definitely something to explore, to read up on, and to consider, you know, if there's something that you're noticing maybe triggering your symptoms more specifically. Because again, these are lots of different foods that have differing amounts of those short chain carbs, which could be causing your discomfort and some more than others or all of them. So it's going to take a little bit of trial and error, but you know, that's a really promising research finding that after two weeks of the initial phase of a low FODMAP diet, you could be feeling 50% better. I mean, that's really revelatory right there. So I feel very soothed by that. In the meantime, gas X for the win. No, I'm kidding. I don't I don't know what your specific symptoms are, but I will say that I have personally found that to be helpful. But of course, you know, talk to your doctor. Again, I am not a physician, but I am a registered dietitian. So I would definitely recommend seeking out an RD who specializes in GI nutrition with a focus on low FODMAP interventions. I think it'll be super helpful for you. I hope that was helpful here. More questions on IBS, on gas, on diarrhea, on bloating. You name it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about your heartburn, Sally. Okay? Call me. DM me at Jacqueline London RD on Instagram. All right, back to the episode. 
All right. So in the interest of, of making sure that we have enough time, I have two more questions for you that I want to make sure we get to just because I feel like we got to know. So yeah. what, so what, first of all, what are you working on now? Let's start there. What do you, what's happening for you in the life of Todd Tillman and with you and Brooke having this amazing book out, what, yeah. what's happening right now and what's in store for the next couple months? Okay. Uh, so the book just launched, which has been, you know, a, a whirlwind and I just keep asking questions because I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. That's good. You know, That's and, a really good thing. Yeah. And I'll yeah. be doing, like out there. I cannot tell you how many times already, and this will happen again, that I've been here and they're like, uh, your interview is supposed to be starting. Where are you? So I send them a screenshot. Like I'm in the waiting room, but then, but then I realized I'm in the waiting room on the wrong interview. <laughs> I, I literally did that yesterday. I did that yesterday. Yeah, so, you know, oops. You know. I appreciate that so much. So that's happening. You can look at, you can go to every little win book if you want the book uh, and, and get that. And it's, we did the audio book, which is odd because, you know, people like me to come sing, but literally no one has ever been in demand for my speaking voice. And so I thought that was odd. Wait, your speaking voice was great and Brooks was great too. And I also just want to give our listeners here a little shout that you do sing yeah. in the intro. Yeah. You do a little, a little bit, bit of singing in the intro and you did a, a song at the very end. Yeah, but, but I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting singing because I'm a big audiobook person. Yeah. So I was listening to the audio version. And when you started singing, I was like, oh, hey. Yeah. I didn't see well, that coming. That's awesome. If it, if it makes you feel better, <laughs> I would have done a lot more, but there are yeah. like copyright rules. Oh, I totally. Oh, uh, yeah. And so I actually, I when I went through one of the things, I did sing. And the the engineer in the, in the control room was like, man, that's great, but we can't do that because there's rules. And so I had to go back and read it, you know? <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, yeah. So that that's going. I'm. Um, I'm working really hard on music and I have almost completed a project, but I'm also recently having some very exciting meetings that cool. if they pan out the way they're looking like they're going to pan out, then my project will have to sort of go away. Right. You know, uh, but right. that's okay. Yeah. A project will still come. Uh, so that's good. That's really, really exciting. Um, I am traveling and singing everywhere that I can. I'm going to Tishomingo, Oklahoma tomorrow. I'll be right outside Little Rock, Arkansas Sunday. Next weekend, mm -hmm. I'll be in Nashville and then East Tennessee, you know, and uh, those kinds of things are all, all happening. It's just a lot of, a lot of stuff. I really stay on the roads. Like I, I had a write yesterday with some friends and um, really, really dear friends of mine. And I uh, got a text from them Wednesday night and they said, man, are you going to be able to are we, are we still writing tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, well, I saw that you had a book signing in Mississippi. I'm like, oh, I'll be back. <laughs> right. You're like, Hey Siri. Right. Like you're, yeah. you're I just stay on the road, man. <laughs> uh, that's how I live my life. Just right. driving, driving down the road. I'm like, oh man. I'm... And so when I was at the right, they were like, so did y'all just go back home for a couple of days? I'm like, no, I drove in. We right. did the book signing. So I drove right back that's out. It. <laughs> I had dinner, you know. I love uh, it. What do you have? Up. Where do you have? Where do you have dinner? What do you eat? What? Oh, that night I actually just had. Do you? You know, I don't know if they have this in New York. There's a little like deli called Nukes. Uh, 
And so I had a I had a turkey and avocado sandwich uh, for dinner that night. Uh, that sounds delicious. It was really good. <laughs> but Wait, I'm upset because we don't have a nukes. I've heard yeah. you know, like in the in the um, mid Atlantic area, we also have in Jersey and Pennsylvania, Wawa is really popular. That's we like don't have Wawa. I've heard yeah, of it. but we like we have in New York, we just have bodegas like just about on every corner where you yeah. get something like a turkey avocado, but a nukes. Now I want to try this. Like right, they've yeah, also they, oh man, clearly they got, got their room temperature water, just yeah, in case yeah. you need it. Well, well, in fairness, and please don't scold me about this. Okay. I, if, if there's one thing in this world, if I could beat it, yeah, I would be winning at life, and that's Diet Coke. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm a big fan of Diet Coke. Oh, I'm so I'm here for the Diet I Coke. Love Diet yeah. Coke. So I, I actually had a Diet Coke with my with my dinner, Good. dinner that night. But it was the first I had eaten that day. Uh, I hadn't eaten all day that day. And, uh, so God, was, I'm not uh, here for that. I'm not I, I here for the not eating all day. I, I, unless unless you're auditioning for The Voice, in which case you get a pass, because like that's yeah. real scary. <laughs> so I uh, yeah I had a I had a turkey and avocado sandwich and some tomato soup and a Diet Coke. That yeah. sounds delicious. It was very good. Very, very That good. sounds like a very satisfying, very nutrient-dense also. Yeah. Lots of good nutrients in that tomato soup right there. Got that oh, potassium, vitamin yeah. C. I like That's I like, like last it. Night I went to, to Rock and Roll Sushi, and they have this, um, I forget what they call it, but it's basically just like tuna tartare with avocado wrapped all around it, and it is my favorite. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That sounds so delicious. Wait, where's the rock and roll? Where's rock and roll sushi? Is that it's, in Nashville? It's right here near Nashville, but it's a chain. So they may have them up there. Uh, it's just called rock and roll sushi. And the theme is like rock and roll. They got, they got like eighties music videos playing on the giant screen on the wall, you know? And, uh, and I That's always amazing. get the same thing. I always get a spicy sashimi salad and, and I, Cannot remember the name of it, which is nuts. Uh, it's, it's basically, it's really basically. It's just like, like the Naruto, like a Naruto roll, like where there's a cucumber instead of the rice. Yeah, but it's not. It's not even a roll. It's just, oh. it's just a pile of tuna wrapped in an avocado, and it's got like eel sauce. Sounds so good. Oh, it's real good. Oh my god, so good. <laughs> That's delicious. All right. So on that note, I definitely want that. I'm probably going to go looking for a rock and roll sushi for dinner tonight. It's good. If you had like your favorite meals from your favorite places in a day of eating your perfect eating day from your favorite sources, whether it's restaurants or home cooked meals or something you make at home. Um, what would it look like? You can just give me one or you could give me a couple, whatever you feel like. I can give you a couple. First of all, and you can, you can advise on this if you want to. Oh yeah. I like it. I I do not, I do not eat breakfast, but it's because I'm not hungry at breakfast time. I have you know, some thoughts. And so I do I have some thoughts. Uh, you know, and I feel like it's just a waste of calories. I don't know. So I just don't eat. Uh, okay. You know, but I, I tr- you are the professional. So I trust <laughs> you. Uh, and uh, But if I could choose the rest of the day. All right. So, and I'm going to go favorite foods, maybe not the best. That's good. No, that's what, that's what I'm going for too. So yeah. one thing that I cook here at home that is actually probably pretty good for me like healthy and stuff well uh i love to get boneless skinless chicken thighs Ooh. i dredge them in seasoned almond flour and i just air fry them and it oh tastes like chicken bake. it tastes like shake and bake <laughs> yeah Todd, I, you're gonna uh, have to send this right re- i feel like this is the kind of recipe that's gonna have to go in the show in the episode yeah, notes. like i <laughs> dredge them in seasoned almond flour and i just put them in the air fryer and they are so 
good. Oh uh, my gosh. And then I always just couple it with, you know, broccoli or some, whatever vegetable I want to do, green beans or something, you know. Chicken and, thighs, dredge in almond flour in the air fryer. Yeah. And Peaceful. I don't even, I don't even do, even though it's probably not bad for me, you know, yeah. I just kind of count every little corner. I yeah. don't dredge them in eggs or anything. I just wet them in water and dredge them in almond flour and put them in there. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Because you know, it's so finicky in the air fryer to get like, it's like you can barely have any liquid in there for it to really work. Oh yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. so it like be, that makes total sense. It can be perfect wrong <laughs> right right it's like it's and like also, not the kind of thing you can really mess up my, it's like perfectly wrong air fryer is never get any meat chicken especially with bones yeah. in it because that air fryer just don't do it it doesn't uh, handle it it yeah, doesn't it do well do yeah but that <laughs> but you know i if if i was forced at gunpoint to choose my favorite kind of food in the world yeah. i think i might choose asian as like yeah. a whole but man, I gotta say, there is nothing, nothing, and I don't mean grocery store, yeah. you know, a whole box for two ninety nine. I mean the real right. thing. There is nothing like a real, authentic, good ramen. Oh, um, my gosh. it is my favorite. So I would that choose that. So that Any is day of the week. also such a good call, Todd. We have so many places to go get some amazing ramen right. when and you I've come never to New York. New York City. You've never been. You gotta get here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never been. Yeah, everybody's like, "How do you have a 21 year old son?" I'm like, "Well, uh, just ask your mom and dad." <laughs> I'm coming to New York one day. I just, I don't know. I've just never been there my whole life. I've always, uh, when I went to Seoul, Korea, uh, they told me that this is probably like, like that. Uh, but so I don't know though. Yeah. I've never been. I'm, I'm literally country come to town when I go on these shows that as a matter of fact, the casting company for the voice, they released to the public on their Instagram, part of my interview in the casting process. And that's what I said. I'm like, y'all, I'm, I'm just kind of country come to town. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right. When you went to Seoul, though, one question for you. What was, do you, are you guys doing any kind of Korean inspired cooking at home? Any best practices, pro tips on cooking Korean? I don't know that I have pro tips because what I, the only thing that I know to do is I get, um, what's nori? I yeah. we use nori and rice, you know, a good bit. I say a good bit periodically. I don't use it all the time. Yeah. And that's a big Korean thing. But what I do, and like I said, this is not necessarily a pro tip, is yeah. I just buy Korean barbecue sauce, which is delicious. Yeah, yeah, and delicious is right. And put the, but I will mix it like in with brown rice and, and make it like a one-off one dish. Like, so yeah, it's, it's like a one-pot like wonder. I love yeah, it. Yeah, kind of like that. And we do that. You know, what? but what I, and I hate this about myself. I do. <laughs> I wanted to like, I wanted to like kimchi and I just can't I know. do it. I want to like it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I know it's not for everybody though. But there's lots of there's lots of good fermented foods though. Yeah, there's oh, plenty of good is. other fermented things. I, I feel like I you're still getting those probiotics. Be like sauerkraut, you know, and right. I love sauerkraut. You know, <laughs> well, I love it's true. It's true. It's, it's it is quite different. different. There's something different. happening in that fermentation. <laughs> Can't do it. I want to do it, but somebody did tell me I should try to sort of mix it in with the other Korean yes. stuff. And I might give that a shot. Uh, Even bop. That. My favorite bibimbap yeah. would be, you would probably love it. Oh, I've heard it, so but I haven't good. And it adds a little kick in there, a little bit of spicy. I feel I like, like that's the, the way. Now. I like spicy food. 
I just don't like spi- food so spicy that that's all I can think about. I know, about. I know where you're like, you're drenched in yeah, sweat like, and you're uh, chugging water, right? Not that's not enjoyable, enjoyable right? Yeah. But I do <laughs> like spicy. I like sriracha and all the things, you know. I love it. Oh, Todd, it was so great chatting with you. I'm so glad that we had this opportunity and I really am eager to get you and your whole family. Or if you want to leave the kids at home, you and Brooke just up here to New York so that we can go on a ramen crawl. I would love that. Oh, we sure will. If I am ever in New York, I'm going to keep, I keep all of these emails from the, uh, from the PR team. So I have everyone's number. Perfect. I could just call up John O'Leary if I want to. There you go. That's it. That's it. You're just going to call me. We're going to go and we're going to go taste every type of ramen in New York. Maybe we'll go for some sushi too. seriously present for that. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Huge congratulations on the book. I love it. It's fantastic. And I can't wait to see everything that is coming soon from Todd Tillman next. I mean, and everyone go buy the book because the book is really awesome. And it really was so inspiring. It's every little win. Right? Every little win. win. Yeah, you can find it at everylittlewinbook.com. All of our socials lead straight to it. So you can find it everywhere. I love that. Todd, thank you so much. Thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for tuning in today to this episode of On the Side with Jackie London. If you enjoyed today's episode, please snap a screenshot of your podcast app on your phone, post it to your Instagram stories, and tag me at Jacqueline London RD to let me know your favorite takeaway from any part of the episode. If you're loving the show, if there's a topic you'd love to hear more about or a guest you'd love to listen to here, I'd absolutely love to hear from you. You can scroll down on your podcast app to where it says ratings and reviews and rate this one five stars, of course, and share your feedback. Your words might just be what the next person needs to tune in and start feeling more empowered and living better one meal or snack at a time. Of course, be sure to follow On The Side wherever you get your podcasts to ensure you won't miss out on any episodes. And remember to check us out. Check out the Q&A deep dive on the On The Side YouTube channel. This show is produced and edited by Elizabeth Evans Media Productions. I'm your host and executive producer, Jacqueline London. Keep in mind that any advice provided on this podcast is based off of my clinical judgment and application of research and practice as a registered dietitian, and it should not take the place of medical advice from your own personal physician. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.